Answer me this. How long have you had that mattress? Because it's looking even lumpier than my lockdown love handles. And while those might be more cuddly, a lumpy mattress is doing nothing for your comfort levels or your sleep. So whatever body you're rocking, put it on a Nectar mattress. And right now you can save over $500 on any queen or king bundle. That includes a Nectar mattress, foundation, mattress protector, cooling pillows, and sheet set, as well as our 365-night home trial and a forever warranty. Go to Nectarsleep.com slash save 500 and get hugged. Hello and welcome to the Football Filmcast. Andy Gillard here. As it was supposed to be International Week this week, we were going to be discussing Escape to Victory, but thanks to the real-world events, we've decided to do something a little bit more useful and give you some recommendations on things you might want to watch to fill up all this extra time you now have. With me to discuss the recommendations, we have Dave. Hello. We've got Jordan. Hello. We've got Matt. Ahoy, hoy, hello. And we've got Stu. Hello. How are we all doing, gents, in the, these these trying times? Are we all good? Very good. Very yeah. good, mate. Are you all right? Yeah, not bad. I, I, like I was saying before we came on, I've actually been out to the house today and just terrified of any human being passing my uh, my path, really. It was horrible. But We're not going to know how these... to socially interact with people after this, are we? Like we we won't be able to actually have a conversation in person with anyone. You have to put no. like a screen in I've front of them to make see anyway. it. Do. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd imagine I'd imagine I'll make Tinder difficult for people moving forward as well. That first date on Tinder. Thought, oh, how close do I get? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Social distancing on Tinder, I'm pretty sure, isn't a thing. Um, before we record as well, Jordan has been having a curry. Jordan, can you rate your curry out of ten? Um, apps, yeah, I'll give it a 9 out of 10. If anyone lives around Stourbridge, here's a recommendation for you. Spice Village in Lye. Superb food. Always do the job and always do the business over here. So uh, if you're in the local area, give them a shout. I'm giving them a shout out and get your food from there. They're still running through all this. And it's an important time to support all local businesses. So, yeah, couldn't recommend them highly enough. Absolutely. Yeah, give I think a I've been there. Do they do... They don't do their own alcohol, do they? You have to take your own beer with you when you go there. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So they're not they're yeah. not licensed, um, but the no, takeaway food, banging. Yeah, I think I've been there before, like many years ago. But yeah, if I remember correctly, they had a really nice chicken booner there. Yeah, well, yeah. Any all the foods we've had ever had from here has been fantastic. So yeah, like I say, I couldn't recommend it enough. Um, yeah, like I say, well, my missus is a veggie as well, so veggie options are 10 out of 10 as well. Um, I stick to the, the lamb tikka and uh, some naan and whatnot, so, yeah, I can recommend all that stuff as well. If you like a mixed grill, superb. I think Jordan's getting some money off on his next order after yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, I, I forgot to tell everyone I've actually brought the Spice Village like two weeks ago, so, yeah, I'm just plugging out. Not, not really, <laughs> but I should, I should get shared. By the end of this coronavirus, I'm telling you. <laughs> Brilliant. 
Right, so we have six categories to discuss. Hopefully we'll cover all bases and you'll find something that you actually want to watch and you'll enjoy. The only caveat is that the recommendations need to be available on a streaming service. Netflix, Prime, iPlayer, SkyGo, anything really, just so long as you can stream it. So to kick off, as we are mostly a sports-related podcast, let's start with the sports category. Any film, as long as it's tenuously related to sports. Or, or TV series, obviously, there's plenty of that out there as well. Um, let's go with uh, you, Dave. What, what have you got for your first recommendation on I won- sports? I wonder what I've got for my first sports recommendation. <laughs> I think we might have at least one of the same here. Um, well, obviously, I got Disney Plus last week, like a lot of people did. So when I was looking through the archives, this was the first thing I went to. Um, I'm going with, of course, one of the greatest films of all time, Mighty Ducks 2, the second one. I rewatched all of them um, the other week um, and I actually found that the third one wasn't as bad as I first thought it was. Um, the weird thing about Mighty Ducks, I don't know, it's just one of those films that I had growing up. If you don't know what it is for some strange reason, if you've been living under the rock, Mighty Ducks is basically a film about like a peewee ice hockey team in America who it's a proper underdog story of... You know, they're all terrible, and then this coach comes in and gets them really good, and they defeat the team that can't be defeated. Um, And in the second one, it's the Junior Goodwill Games, almost like the Junior Olympics, where they're Team USA, and they take on the world, and they take on another team that can't be defeated in Iceland. And, you know, there's moral stories and how they all come together and, you know, and whatnot. You get in decent films. But it's one of those films I can keep watching over and over again. I know Jordan's a big fan of Mighty Ducks as well. If he's there, yeah, you've 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 stole my thunder there, Dave. I was going to. A couple of <laughs> things. Humour me on this quickly because there's a couple of okay. things. When I watched these films these last week, there's two things about the second one that I never picked up the first like all these times since I was a kid. So okay. the first thing is um, the the guy who owns the the, the skate shop, Hans. He's like an Austrian yeah. guy. I always thought as a kid that in the second film. They probably just re- replace actor with a different actor. Yeah, and it turns out yeah, it's, it's, it's his brother, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's his brother, isn't it? They say yeah. So uh, yeah, I know that from watching yeah the first one, it's a different person. All of a sudden, like obviously Gordon Bombay's got the same relationship with this guy as the other guy. Yeah, and um, it's a bit weird. You don't really know the backdrop of you know where they're both coming to the story, no. but. Yeah, yeah, that's but something in, I've noticed but, as well. Yeah, but in the third <laughs> one, that Hans guy comes back again, which is weird. Um, but the other thing that I, I never realised until this point was in the film, what they do quite cleverly to try and get you through all the results and how Team USA are doing, they have these like newspaper things that come up on the screen um, to give uh-huh. you like, the results. And I didn't realise it's like a, it's like one of those, if you don't notice it, you'll miss it straight away. There's a thing that says that Iceland basically lost a game to Russia. Yeah, I only noticed that for the first time when I watched it. So I watched Mighty Ducks 2 about, about three months ago because I found it on um, IPTV, which, yeah, <laughs> anyway, I found it on there. Um, obviously, it's now available on Disney+. Plus. Um, but yeah, when I rewatched it, um, I noticed that as well. That Russia actually lost. The, um, sorry, I not actually lost the game, and I never actually realised that in the first. I thought they were like unbeatable, That's invincible. What, and all throughout these films, it's very much the case if it's a team that never loses, then like basically it kind of throws that all around. Anyway, I'm going to get off Mighty Ducks now because I can tell everybody else is, uh, <laughs> is not so bothered. But yeah, that I've got a couple, but I'll leave it at that one as my big recommendation. Mighty Ducks too. 
Well, ask yours, your thunder's been stolen then, George. So what's your uh, big recommendation? My Ducks one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. No, no, I'll, I won't go with that. I did actually write that down. Um, so <clears throat> I'll go for one that I don't think many people may have heard of, which is Gridiron Gang. So Gridiron Gang, um, for those who have or haven't seen it, it stars Dwayne The Rock Johnson back in 2009. So... One of his first roles, actually, after coming out of wrestling. Um, but it's, ba- it's based on a true story about, um, in America, about kids that are in, like, sort of youth juvenile prisons. And how about this coach um, gave them second chances and taught them morals of teamwork and community via the art of NFL, American football, which myself, Andy, Stu, a few of us in the fan cast that do watch American football as well. Mm. Um so it's a, it's a true story um, about, like I say, these down and outs effectively um, and how they turn their lives around through the art of playing football with each other. Um, it's all about sort of rehabilitating them back into the community. Um, they get a team, they sign, you know, they sign up, they, they train, they try out, um, and then they get rejected by the local leagues because no one wants to play with young offenders um, in that sort of, you know, in that sort of capacity. So it's too much of a high risk. And it's just a story in the battle of how this one man got those kids into a league and, you know, the transformation of, there's actually like real life stories of, they've left, left the juvenile service there and gone on to play like college football. Um, and it's just a real sort of a good heartfelt sports story, really. Um, so I couldn't recommend it enough for people who haven't watched it. Sounds easy to be fair. Yeah, that's the film that's been on my to watch list for a while, to be honest. It's um, obviously it's no secret I'm a big wrestling fan, so any film with a rock in would be definitely on my uh, You've kept that quiet to watch list. You? You've kept that quiet. I know. You? Never mention it, do I? <laughs> but actually, I think I'll jump in now with my recommendation, because actually mine is football related and it's also starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson. It's a TV show, Ballers. Um, the Rock yeah. plays a football agent, basically, and it's all about the trials and tribulations of him setting up his own agency and 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 that. It's it's really good. <coughs> There's a bit of comedy to it. There's a bit of drama with it. It's it, it covers a bit of everything really. And plus, anything with The Rock in is eminently watchable. But the real star of that show is his partner um, Rob Corddry, who's just a really funny dude. It's great he's, show. He's, everything I've seen him in, he's been excellent. So, yeah, Ballers is the one for me. That's available on Now TV and Sky Go as well. Five seasons. I think there's like about 10, 10 episodes a season, so you fly through it. Yeah. Stu, what are you uh, going for? Um, a couple. Of, first one, the Diego Maradona movie. Mm. It was on, it was on yeah. Channel 4 last week. But it's on uh, 4 Plus or All 4, whatever it's called now, for the next 20 days. So if you haven't seen that, just get done before he goes off and you lose it forever and it's free so what else can you do um, but now my my, um, my main one was uh, Rush oh the, the one with uh, Chris Hemsworth the Formula yeah, 1 yeah Chris Hemsworth and Daniel Brühl as um, James Hunt and Nicky Lauda and it's has anyone else seen it yeah, yeah it's, I've seen great it's film. fantastic to be fair even if you don't like F1 as it, just as a human story it's absolutely superb um, I think it's 8.1 on IMDb at the minute with 411,000 votes. So for some for a film of that kind to have that kind of rating on there, it says it all really. Um, yeah, if you if you like F1, if you don't like F1, it's just a really good sports film. 
And there's a lot of lies that there's a lot of things I didn't know. I didn't know that story at all about what that film's about. And when you watch it, you don't realise obviously some of the twists and turns that goes on. Yeah, and it's, it ain't like they've used uh, poetic license, poetic, um, any kind of um, Hollywood gloss on it either. It's mostly quite true to fact for what it is. Yeah, because I mean, I'm not really a big fan of, of F1 and that likes, but I know that you and I have quite similar tastes in film, so I think I'll be adding that one to my list. Yeah, Matt, what have you got? Netflix Brilliant. So I, t- I too had Diego Maradona, the Asif Kapadi documentary. It's re- it is fantastic, and it's it's it, not only is it like a football film, but it also talks about like the social political situation that goes on um, in Naples at the time. And it's really interesting about how they kind of get that involved in in like the mafia and the poverty in that part of the world. Um, so that's definitely definitely worth a watch. The other thing that I wanted from a sports point of view um, was Take Me Home, the uh, documentary on Amazon <laughs> Prime. Um, which covers Leeds United. So they've done a few of these, uh, Amazon now. You've mm. got these Man City on there. There's uh, Borussia Dortmunds on there. But they couldn't have picked a better time for the Take Me Home Leeds documentary because it's Bielsa uh, coming in, Spygate, <coughs> the game against Villa where they um, let them score. And just watching what is a really great start to their season absolutely come to a crashing clothes it's just <laughs> wonderful to watch but you know it, it gives you like a level of access that you don't normally see you're not used to you know when Patrick Bamford um took that dive um and uh, got his man sent off he talks about it afterwards with like his his teammates like in on the physio table and they're joking about how he obviously took a dive and it's stuff like that you don't normally see and I think it's just it's just a great a uh, really well put together program that shows you like the behind the curtain of a football team, especially one that did have such a dramatic season. Mm. The Daniel James bit as well. When he yeah, was with the signing. Yeah, like he was there. He was there like t- t- at the eleventh hour, and it's just watching him squirm for that signing. It's, it's just a brilliant program. Really well put together. Is that very similar to the Sunderland one? Because I know there's a new series of the Sunderland one on Netflix. Yeah, this you've week, got Sunderland till I die. Sunderland Morrow. till I die. Is it um, this week? Yeah, I think yeah it is, and um, they've. They're doing Spurs this season as well, which, with the amount of money that Amazon have, I don't know if they're sabotaging seasons for film, like because then you know <laughs> they're going to get great content out of it. But yeah, it's it's a really good watch. So I would recommend that for anybody that wants to um, have an episodical, you know, uh, look at look beyond the curtain of Leeds. Mm. I've gone with a, an episodic one as well with the dark side of the ring, which I, I know we're bringing it to wrestling and tangentially a sport, I suppose. Uh, but it's a series about stories outside of the ring, really. So it, it's stuff that's probably more fantastical than the stories that places like WWE put on. So the first one, the first episode is about Macho Man and his relationship with uh, Miss Elizabeth and what an absolute bastard he was to her and what a, a horrible life that they, they led with each other. Then there's other ones about there's the murder of Bruder Brosie, um, which was, it's just this incredible story about a man who was murdered in Puerto Rico and the person who killed him was a fellow wrestler and how no one in the locker room would point a finger at him. So this man is still wrestling now. And I think it's one that even if you're not a fan of wrestling, if you're a fan of just interesting, like really horrible stories in some cases, it's a great series to watch. That's available on 4OD. 
Dave, have you got any other recommendations you want to throw out there? Um, the only other sport one I had was similar to what uh, Matt said in terms of the Leeds one, the Juventus one, which is on Netflix called First Team Juventus. Again, it's in a very similar vein. A lot of it's in Italian, but it's all um, subtitled. Uh, but it was just really interesting seeing a team outside of England in that same process, going behind the scenes and what the culture's like there and how they perceive uh, football there. There's a really good episode, which is largely on Buffon and um, his kind of thoughts and how he sees the game. And that was, I think it's only about, ooh, I think about six episodes long. There's a bit when they go to Wembley when they play Spurs because they've lost the first leg, I think. Mm. And they pull that back out of nowhere. But again, yeah, I, th- that was one where I started watching thinking, oh, I don't know whether I'm going to enjoy this, but I got hooked into it straight away. So yeah, first team Juventus is on Netflix. Right, I'm going to watch that. Yeah. Stu, have you got anything else for sports? Um, yeah, I took sports and just moved it to motor racing <laughs> straight away. Um, there's Senna, obviously, the uh, Senna mm. documentary, and that's on Prime. Um, but the one that me and you was talking about the other day, Ford versus Ferrari. Brilliant film. Absolutely you, fantastic. You, you've seen it more recently than me, so you can take it away with that one, but I, I absolutely loved it. And again, true story. Yeah, I mean, as I said before, I'm not a big fan of motorsports in general, but just the whole bromance sort of thing between Christian Bale's character and Matt Damon's, and it's it's almost like a love story between these two guys who butt heads and go apart and then come back together for just this incredible series of events. Yeah, I, I really, really like that film. And Christian Bale being from uh, Sutton Cofield as well in that film. <laughs> Well, that accent was a little bit wandering. He was from all across <laughs> the Midlands, I think. But, yeah, he was great. Yeah, really, really good. Jordan, um, and another recommendation? Yeah, so, other than the Mighty Ducks and Gridiron Gang, on my list, I, put, I went for a classic. Again, keeping theme with Disney+. Plus. Um, I've gone with Cool Runnings. Oh, oh yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah so... You know, it's a true story again about four um, Jamaican sprinters who failed to make the Summer Olympic Games in the trials for, you know, the 100 metre sprint um, and all of a sudden get together, they want to go to the Olympics um, and they end up going as the first ever Jamaican bobsleigh team. Um, and look into it now, they still actually do send a team Jamaica to at least qualify and stuff. And I think the women's. I think there was a women's two-person bobsleigh team in the last Winter Olympics that actually qualified for the main for the main race, I guess, and the main qualification of it all. Um, you know, it's got John Candy in it as well as the coach, and it's such a feel-good story and a factor about the film. Obviously, without giving any spoilers away for people who haven't seen it or living under a rock, um, they go to the Winter Olympics. They're not accepted because they're seen as outsiders, um, you know, Jamaica being a very hot country, um, you know, all the other nations sort of sort of look down on them and demean them and say you shouldn't be here, why are you here, you're making a mockery of it all. Um, but, you know, whilst they're there, they have to go and they have to get the qualification time and they go and do that. Um, and like I say, it's just, um, yeah, it's just a real good, feel-good film where, you know, it also pulls on the heartstrings as well. Um, so, for me, as a sports film, Growing up as well, it's yeah, a cracking film, and I'm sure a lot of people listening and have, have watched it anyway. But for me, it's what there with one of the best sport films out there. It is great, and it's the relationship between 
the bald headed dude, I can't remember the names from the him and the one uh, who looks like Colton from the Fresh Prince. Yeah, I know the bald headed <laughs> dude. Late. The, the bald headed dude, dude um, Yul Brenner, isn't it? Because yeah. it's from That's the rap, it. isn't it? Yeah. You got the one. Oh, he's called Doris, isn't it? Is it Doris? It's like the one Doris, the one ju- Julia, Come on, Jordan, do the rap. Do the rap. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, I can't actually think what it is now. Uh, all I know is it's. No, I can't do the rap. I can't embarrass myself. I'll get it wrong. <laughs> yeah, <you> can. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got to watch it. You got to watch it. It's on there. Yeah, the rap's on, the rap's on the call running. So if you don't know what it is, then you have to watch it. Unfortunately. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, any other suggestions, or shall we move on? Let's move on because I have. Um, looking at the light family, I just want to know what everybody considers a family film. (laughs) (laughs) I was really struggling with that one. (laughs) How old your family is, you mean? Well, yeah, maybe. Well, I I don't know. I don't have kids. I don't think, Andy, you don't have kids. No. Um, So, there might might be bloodbaths for all we know. I mean, there was an attempt to put some, like, really stupid horror in there, but I thought, oh, no, I'll, I'll keep it light. So, yeah, yeah, I think let's move on to the uh, the light-come-family-friendly films. Sometimes you just want to watch a film where you can switch your brain off and enjoy some fluff. So, Matt, take it away. What's your first uh, recommendation? because well, I, I generally don't watch kind of light family films very often, so I kind of thought to films that I'd, I've just seen before that I, I really enjoy... Um, so the first um, film was Hook, as in the Robin Williams Hook, oh, which um, that, is available on Netflix. That can um, get dark though at times. I think it can get yeah, it definitely can get dark. But it's um, you know it's actually it's a really well put together story, and um, you know it, well yeah. I mean I, I might look. Are we taking it that everybody's seen it? Everyone's seen Hook, haven't they? Yeah. So um, oh, when like Ruf, when when Rufio dies. That's like you don't you don't expect that from what is like a Disney. I don't know if it is Disney, but uh, you know a, a Disney esque film. Um, it's just really put really well put together. Um, I really enjoyed it. And for, like a quick sidebar, when they do the uh, so Robin Williams to, to fly, he's got to think of his happiest memories. Um, <laughs> I was asked not that long ago when we watched this with my wife um, what my happiest memory was, and I think she was expecting me to say our wedding day, and she'll she'll that, but. On against Man United quarterfinal of the um, <laughs> FA Cup uh, was the answer. Um, and the the other like like family film that I'd put down, um, which <laughs> thinking it back, it's 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 not even a great film, but it's Romeo and Juliet. I don't <laughs> know. Why. I just really really like that. Okay. I really like that film. I, um, I will second it, Matt on that. It's actually a decent film. It really is. It's and it's star studded as well. It's got James McAvoy in it, Michael Caine's in it, Matt Lucas is in it, Ozzy Osbourne's in it, Steve Merchant's in it, uh, Hulk Hogan voices a character in it as well. Um, does he? Take it. He does. He's really? a Terra Firminator. I think is um, Emily Blunt's the the other Emily Blunt's in it. Yeah. She's, she's Juliet in it. Yeah. Um, Ozzy Osbourne. Ozzy Osbourne's in it. Uh, it, it it's star studded and it's just it's just a nice popcorn film that you can just watch that like the best kind of kids films they're ones that adults can watch and have a few in jokes um that you want and you think to yourself that kids aren't going to understand it it's slightly blue but it's not offensive um and so it's, it's an entertaining watch i'd recommend anybody watch it if, if they haven't i think that's on netflix if i'm not mistaken yes it is uh, look at my notes it is so both of those hook and um Nomeo and julia are on netflix so give them a watch okay 
Dave, what have you got? Uh, so I was trying to... A lot of the, the, the two I've got have come from recent things, again, with the benefit of having Disney Plus recently and literally trawling it through. Because um, I was thinking of maybe picking a Pixar film, but I thought that'd be quite obvious. So the first one, which I just recently watched yesterday with my, my eldest daughter, Zootropolis. Which is a oh, kind of, yeah. which is the uh, pure Disney. It's not Pixar related animation. And if you've not seen it, it's basically about it's like a world where animals are people, as it were. And there's like a a, a bunny who it's a, again it's a typical Disney underdog story. Bunny who you know basically professes they can do anything, becomes a, the first ever bunny police cop um, in this Zootropolis world. And there's a mystery that we've got to solve. And she teams up with uh, Jason Bateman's character, who's like a fox to kind of solve the mystery, but it's a world that it creates, the detail it goes into of all these animals and their own different zones and the worlds they live in. And again, it's one of those ones where it's everything you watch, it's so vivid and there's humour for the adults and it's a really well-worked story and uh, very cleverly thought out. So that's the first one I thought of. The second one, which is a really random one, and I've really strangely got into it over the last few days because I keep hearing people tell me online how good it is, Star Wars Rebels animation series. Oh, yes, yes, Dave. <laughs> so, again, I was finding something to watch, and I keep... I, when, obviously, Star Wars kept coming up throughout the years with the films, I kept seeing people say that Rebels is really good. Uh, so I thought I'd give it a watch. And it's really weird. It's such a well... It, it, spoke, it was on Disney Channel, generally, when it was on, but it's just... It's almost like what a live-action decent... Uh, a live-action Star Wars show wants it to be... But obviously, they haven't got the money to do that, so they just make an animation about it. And it's just, it's about a group of kind of rebels who just do low-level kind of things to, you know, stop the Empire in very low ways. There's a couple of Jedis in it to get that fix, but all the episodes are really nice 20, 25-minute episodes where about Star Wars adventures, and they're all chronological it's not like you know you do something and then that's forgotten about. They always link it back to cleverly to something back two or three episodes ago, or they might revisit something from a couple of episodes ago. Um, and I'm only I'm literally halfway through the first series, and I'm surprised how good it is. It makes me think like with Mandalorian, enjoy Mandalorian, but you know it was almost like a safe series at times, and I almost feel like Rebels is the series that Mandalorian wants to be, but just doesn't have the money to achieve it. But yeah, Star Wars Rebels on Disney Plus. If you're a Star Wars fan, of course. I know Stu's a massive fan of that series. He's mentioned it several times, <laughs> and he's currently showing us a what I assume is a Star Wars character. Stu, is that from Clone Wars? Yes, it, and but she is in that later on as well. Uh, Not even a spoiler. Okay, Soka, Soka Tano, actually. No, is that yeah. the one who? Um, oh, what's her name? Yes, <laughs> someone's recently been announced. Someone's recently been announced, haven't they? As playing a character, but it's not the Star person Wars. who does the voice. Isn't that the controversy? No, it's no. not. It's um, it's uh, Claire, Nurse Claire from Daredevil, Daredevil, whose name escapes me at the minute. Oh, that's really just put mean. A, just put a soaker, <laughs> a soaker asterisk. A bit of geek chat for you. Yeah, massive hey, geek. What do you think of Sabine? Which one's that? The one with the purple hair. Um, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally like, I think, 11 episodes in, so I haven't really formed any judgments of characters properly yet. Well, you will. 
actually get to <laughs> Okay, okay. I've got, I've got a whole box set over there. <laughs> okay, moving on, Andy, moving on. Yeah. Um, Rosario Dawson is the actor I was trying to think of. Yes, oh, she's great. Stu, obviously, we've been talking to you about Star Wars, so what's your uh, your family recommendation then? Well, he just took Rebels and Clone Wars off me, so... Um, <laughs> Saban's, or Saban's Power Rangers from two years ago. What, the film? The okay, recent film? The film? Yeah, the the film reboot. Um, it's on Prime, amazingly. Um, but if you like Power Rangers as a, ki- as a kid, it's everything you wanted Power Rangers when you think, rather than people in rubber suits and really shit acting, they're just shit acting. It's it's just it's hard to explain. I mean, if you, Andy, Andy said before that he, he was too old for Power Rangers, even despite being the same age as me, um, and that he missed out on the whole phenomenon. Um, but when I, when I was probably too old, really, as well at the time to watch Mighty Morphin, but it's just there's something about that film. It's got no. It's like Transformers. That's it's just we all know it's shit, but it's entertaining. <laughs> and it's just got that that secret. I mean, the Megazord thing, me, me and my brother went to watch it. I mean, I was 34 at the time, and he, he was 31. He thinks, we're going to watch a Power Rangers film at night. Absolutely superb. In a, in a really camp, sh- shit, silly way. But it's on Prime. It's, it's a, it's, if you've got Prime, it's free, so I'll just give it a go. Um, the other one, Sonic, which is out to rent and buy tomorrow, I think, on our PlayStation Store and, I presume, Prime as well. Yeah, it's um, on Prime as well. Which another one that had absolutely no right being as good as it was. Mm. Which when we all saw that the uh, the first trailer last year and the the internet backlash made them change their own character model <laughs> to something that re- actually resembled Sonic. Um, and then we went to watch it, and it's just a Jim Carrey film from the nineties with Sonic in it. It's it's just absolutely brilliant. Um, but you haven't got to pay money for that. But I'd say it is worth it. I do have to say, Jim Carrey is really good in that film. I did think it was a very safe film, but I thought Jim Carrey is fantastic as Dr. Robotnik in that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I I thought the um, Ben Schwartz, who did the voice acting for Sonic as well, I thought he was excellent. I I quite like voice acting whenever I watch any animated stuff. I, I think there should be an award for that at... The Oscars, I think it's such a, an underrated talent. I think he was perfect in the role. He pitched it so well. It's just a really good film all round, though, I thought, Sonic. It, like you say, Stu, it had no right to be as good as it was, but, yeah, it was great for him. Yeah. Jordan, very, very what similar. It, oh, sorry, Stu. <laughs> sit back, sit back. No, the other one, on the, similar, on the similar vein, that again, this is on Prime, but I don't know if you have to pay for it or not. Uh, Detective Pikachu, similar thing. No right being as good as it was. Funny as well. And of course, you got Ryan Reynolds. So, but either either or with them two, you can't lose. That's probably one of the best video video games, if not the best video game of all time, film wise. Mario mm. Brothers. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think now. <laughs> yeah, Detective Pikachu was fantastic. Really surprised me. I've, I've was not really seen that one. I, I don't know. I'll, I'll uh, base your wisdom on that one. <laughs> Jordan, mate, what are you looking at for your uh, your family films? So, like I said, like that, my whole theme is trying to go with um, films or shows that people may not have watched. So, my sort of obscure film that 
growing up as a kid, like our family, was Dunstan Checks In. So I mentioned oh. this to a lot of people, and a lot of people haven't watched it. No, and from looking at Stu's face, he's no. seen it, and Andy's never seen it. Um, so basically, it's about an orangutan who... Um, how is best to describe it? So it's about an orangutan who works for a jewel thief, um, and they go around hotels robbing jewellery, money, whatever, whatever they can get their hands on. Um, but basically, he's trained the monkey to do this. Um, and it's all about sort of to go to this hotel. Dunstan meets, you know, meets two young lads um, and it's how they become friends and ultimately befriend his owner um, and turns good. Um, it's a real good, uh, without, you know, I'm not really doing it justice here, but it's such a fantastic film and not many people have seen about, uh, have never seen it, but I highly recommend it to anyone. Um, so yeah, it's about an orangutan who gone bad. Well, I suppose been trained <laughs> to be bad um, and he, you know, he comes good in the end. Um, so it's a real nice feel good family film, actually. Um, a few laughs in it, a bit of silliness, um, I'm trying to think who who's in it, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, I highly recommend that for anyone to give it a watch. Um, What's that on, on there, there, George? So it's on. You can get it on Prime, um, and you can also get it on Google Play as well. Um, so I, yeah, on re- it. okay. I've got the cast list up here because that does vaguely <coughs> ring a bell. Now you've described it. There's it's a really Jason, yeah. guy, Jason Alexander, who I think was in. Um, is he the one from Seinfeld? <laughs> I think. Uh, uh, Faye Dunaway. Yeah. Paul Rubens, who was Pee Wee. Pee Wee Herman. Yeah. So he plays uh, I don't like. Um, anyone else, though, but it does say, uh, rings a bell, that doesn't it? You've described it. Yeah, honestly, it's a, it's a great film, and not enough people know about it. So uh, I thought I'd give Dunstan a shout out on the, on the podcast. <laughs> I'll, um, I'll that it does sound like the most made up film, though. <laughs> oh, it, it, I mean. Dave, it's far-fetched, but, you know, it's light-hearted and family. What, 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 film, what family film isn't a bit far-fetched, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> um, so I've gone for... So the other two I've gone for... So, again, I've gone with a bit of a classic um, in Monsters, Inc. Oh, I, could just put it on, I could just put it on in the background and watch it, quote it. Um, you know, I'm sure a lot of people who, who, who listening have watched it before. You know, it's uh, again. I suppose that's a feel good. You know, about friends coming together and stuff. But when if you want the far fetchedness out of it, I suppose monsters taking screams of nightmares of out of kids and powering a uh, like a monster world. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose the plot line could be a bit flawed in that as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and the other one. I've put down um, something that I watched recently, um, which was Instant Family. Um, it's got Rose Byrne and Mark Wahlberg in it. Um, so it's a, it's a more of a comedy film, um, but it's about a couple in America who try and conceive and have children of their own, um, and for whatever reason they can't. Um, but then they one day decide they want to adopt a family. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and they adopt, um, yeah, they adopt three Latino like a Latino family of three and it's just about you know how they give them this life and it's just you know it's quite comedy you know very comedic well comedic should I say um, few good laughs and again it's one of those light hearted films where 
yeah, you'll have a chuckle along with it. You'll probably cry a little bit as well. But um, in terms of a light-hearted family film, it's yeah, it's fantastic, really. So I highly recommend that as well. Okay. Speaking of films that make you cry a little bit, then um, my recommendations. I have cheated a little bit here, and I'm recommending two for one: Paddington One and Two. Oh, oh yes! Oh yes! Superb films. I mean, genuinely, that that second film. It's one of the most moving films I've ever seen. And you're crying over a CGI bear. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but it's beautiful. It's so well made. You genuinely have affection for everybody in it, even the grumpy old dad. It's, it's such a perfect film. It's probably one of the few films where the sequel is better than the original. But I would recommend that you watch both of them because they're both fantastic films. Some of the animation uh, that in terms of just the scene setting yeah. and the transitions is is fantastic. Yeah, it's just beautiful camera work in parts. It's stunning. And if you really, really impressive. When you watch both, I think I noticed the first time round, the first one, it's it's a timeless film in the fact that there are no devices, there's no phones, yeah. no tablets or anything like that. And I just thought that was that was fantastic in some ways. It's very clever, really, because, like you say, then you can. It, it lasts forever because you've got nothing to say. That's very, very 2002 or whatever. You know, it's it's a very good way of doing it. The other film that I was going to recommend, which is probably another bit of a tearjerker, available. Oh, sorry, um, Paddington One and Two, both available on Prime. The next one is going to be a Disney Plus recommendation again, Inside Out, and I think that oh. is one of the most oh. perfect films again made, and. I don't want to spoil anything, but the the sad bit in that is just heartbreaking. It, it's it's a beautiful film, and again, the animation in it is excellent. So, got some great voice acting work by Amy Poehler as the, the main character in it, and obviously, it's set in it's set inside a girl, and it's all about the emotions of growing up and how you handle change. And it's a lovely film. Honestly, and everyone should watch that film. It's perfect. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, it's great. And last recommendation I was going to have: um, "Fighting with My Family" available on Netflix. It's Very the good. it's another wrestling film, I'm afraid. Uh, it's about yeah. the story of a girl who leaves England to go and get her big dreams in the WWE. Again, you don't have to be a wrestling fan to particularly enjoy it. It's a really good feel-good film. It's a bit like sort of Cool Runnings, really. That it's this film of a fish out of water trying to get on in the in in a world that they're not used to. Um, brilliant film. Recommend that one wholeheartedly. Um, has anyone else got any other recommendations for the uh, the family category? All, all I was going to say, Andy, on that fight with my family, I've had so many people come up to me and say, "Oh, Dave, you know I don't like wrestling, but I actually watched this film and I really enjoyed it." And it's really <laughs> surprising hearing that many people like enjoy a film which is about wrestling, but yeah. be obviously because the thing is, it's not really about wrestling, is it? It's just set in the wrestling uh, world. One of the things about it's that a, film is film about, about family. Yeah, exactly. And one of the things about that film, without trying to spoil it, is. The what happens to the brother throughout the film as well, yeah, and what happens there, which I yeah. think is quite touching and quite real to life. So, but yeah, recommend that one as well. Yeah, I've never got round to watching the documentary that it's actually based on, but I've heard that it follows it quite close, so it is quite close to to true life. But I wouldn't mind watching that at some point. Actually, um, okay, let's move on to 
Oh, we've had we've had light and airy. Let's move on to deep and serious. Ooh. Sometimes you want Ooh. something that you can just get your teeth into and something that's going to leave a mark on you once you've finished it. Um, I'll, <laughs> I'll kick <laughs> off this one. Um, the film that left a mark on me is a film called Midsummer, which is available <laughs> on Prime. Um, if you know um, Hereditary. Which is a film by Ari Aster. It's the um, it's his second film, and Hereditary is one of the most fucked up films I have ever seen. <laughs> and, and I'm not sort of underselling it. It is yeah. just incredibly mad. And Midsummer probably takes it up a notch. Um, there is a trigger warning because it does start with quite a difficult suicide. See, that's not a spoiler. It's literally the first scene, and the, the rest of the film is based on the acceptance and moving on from um, dealing with a tragedy. Then they go to this little commune in the middle of some Scandinavian country, and absolute mad stuff ensues. It's a brilliant film. Florence Pugh, who was also invited to my family, she stars in it, and it's it's brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. It's midsummer. Um, Shit. Yes. What, what have you Listen, got to say? On? It's on my. Um, it's still on my watch list. We didn't, we didn't get around to play um, to watching it. But the first Hereditary was when you told me to watch Hereditary, and I, I watch it on my own on a, a Friday night. It's complete darkness, and I, it just gets more and more <laughs> from start to finish. Um, I thought, well, I'm going to put that. But now you've you've mentioned it anyway. Um, I've got one that I've gone for series more than anything else. Um, I went Line of Duty on okay, iPlayer. Yeah. Um, which is, if no one's seen it, it's, about, it's a police, um, a police investigating police situation where you've got dodgy coppers and um, you've got the, the unit who investigate the dodgy coppers, which sounds as dull as anything. I think there's about five series of it now and they're, they're all on iPlayer. It's a BBC show. Um, they're all on iPlayer. It's absolutely superb. Excellent. That, one. That's one I've wanted to watch because I really like Vicky McClure, who's done a lot of the work with Shane Meadows. Yeah, I yeah, do yeah. Love Shane Meadows. Yeah. That, that's something that's been on my list for some time. Yeah, she's she's absolutely. I've never seen her anything before, and she is excellent in that. Mm. Um, my other one was sadly the uh, Gabriel Fernandez documentary <laughs> on Netflix. Yeah, which is, let's just say, it's about kids being destroyed and kind of abused which is the most fucked up thing you can possibly watch if but yeah if you want if you want something really serious true crime shit that goes as dark as you could possibly get as if the, the situation is not bad enough yeah. um the trials of gabriel fernandez on netflix it's yeah it's devastating it's terrible, isn't it, uh, yeah, it's, it's terrible but it's really really good at the same time it just makes you angry doesn't it watching it you can't actually believe that a, it happened, and B, how long it went on for, especially when people were, knew what was going on as well. It's just, yeah, it's such a sad story. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jordan, what are your recommendations, mate? <clears throat> so I've gone for a film to start off with. Um, again, oh, it's one of my favourite films ever, um, Spotlight. I'm not sure if anyone's seen Good it. Film. So yeah. um, about um, how the Boston Globe undercover you know the the basically under you know whilst working undercover they 
blow open, I guess, the Catholic Church within New York um, and about child molestation cases. Um, it's got Mark Ruffalo, Mark Keaton, Rachel McAdams. Um, it's yeah, it's such a sad film. Um, but in terms of how it how it's portrayed and how it's acted and how it comes across, well, it's just one of my favourite films. Um, in terms of the first time I watched it, it was just yeah, you know. It, you couldn't believe that that actually happened as a TV series. Yeah, just on oh, that. Oh, oh, sorry. No, no, carry on. Sorry, George. I was just going to say, on, uh, if you're interested in that sort of thing, there is a documentary on Netflix called The Keepers. Um, and it's yeah, about yeah. The murder I've of watched that a as well. Catholic... Yeah, that is fantastic. Again, it's another one where it's just so, so bleak and horrible. But yeah, it's, it's well worth a watch, that one is. Yeah, so we watched Spotlight, and then me and my partner, yeah, we watched... Um, we watched the keepers pretty much pretty quickly after that. Cause it's about the, it's about, and that's about sort of nunny who works in a school, and again she's about to, un, you know, blow open that there was um, you know child molestation happening within the school, and all of a sudden she goes missing, never to be seen again. And it's sort of like a fly on fly on the wall documentary of people that are in a class trying to crack the case some like 30 years later. Yeah, um, those two old biddies who were still trying to solve, solve the murder. If I ever yeah. get killed, I want them on my case because they're yeah. just brilliant. Yeah, yeah they're, all, they're all great. Um, another, so a series I put down as well, which is on Netflix, a new series has come out, I think this week, actually. Um, I put Ozark down. Oh, yeah. I've heard good things about uh, that, but I haven't got around to it yet. Yeah, so I suppose it goes in the series category because, I mean, it's such a gripping watch. Um, so it's about a an accountant... Um, in Jason Bateman, who gets wrapped up basically in the Mexican cartel mafia and ultimately helps them launder money. Um, they were living in Chicago before that. Um, within like sort of the first 15, 20 minutes, him and his business partner were running this operation. They found out how his business partner was uh, stealing money from the cartel. And then yeah, he obviously go. he's no longer in the picture. Um, and they were going to kill Jason Bateman. He says, well, I'll move your operation down to the Ozarks, which is basically like swamp land in America. And it's just all about how they, you know, as a family is set up um, and try and lord the money, basically down in the Ozarks. And it's um, it's really dark, um, really well acted. I really enjoy anything with Jason Bateman, in, especially stuff he directs as well. Um, you know, he was recently um, directed, at, um, I can't even think what it's called now, I've literally watched it the other week. Um on Sky Atlantic, what's it called? Um Oh no, it's escaping me. Keeping the suspense. The outsider. Here. The, no, the outsider. The outsider. Ah, yes. on a, yeah. Um and you know, it directs that brilliantly and that's so dark. Um so Ozark's pretty much like that as well, just without a big demon. They actually got the Mexican cartel instead of a demon. <laughs> so that's where the comparison stops. Um, but yeah, that'd be a high or more recommendations as well. Hey, it's David here. Now, I know you. You love a bloody good website, don't you? Look, come on, you do. You like a good website. If you're on your phone, you're on your computer thinking, I want to see a bloody good website, I'm going to go find one right now. If you want a bloody good website 
and you want one for yourself, for your business, why don't you go check out our sponsors, PixelYetiMedia.com. They don't just do websites, of course. They do loads of different things for your marketing needs, such as design work and brochures. And they do our website as well, WallsFanCast.com. It's a really good design. We're really pleased with the work over at the guys at PixelYetiMedia.com. So, again, you're looking at some websites, you're thinking, oh, I really want a website that looks that good just for me and my business. Why don't you go check them out right now at PixelYetiMedia.com. Uh, Dave, what are you recommending? Uh, so a couple for me, film-wise, firstly, which I think it's on Amazon Prime, uh, Snowpiercer which is a film with uh, uh, Chris Evans and John Hurt, I think. So if you have not seen it before, yeah. it's, a bit, it's supposed to be set in the not-too-distant future. You know, society's crumbled, and a part of society has moved on to this moving train that's continuously going around the world. And it's basically a film about class sections, so the the lower class are all at the back of the train in this kind of um, kind of cramp squalor conditions whereas you move through the train it, all the classes go up and when you get to the near to the front of the train it's all the the wealthy class and all you know all the food and all the high life there and it's basically a film about how chris evans his characters with a, a ragtag of band of trio try to move their way through all through the train to the top to stop the train or to find out what's going on but it's real Again, not trying to give things away. There's a couple of things, couple of twists and turns in there that makes you, you know, ugh, really like, ugh, like that. Uh, but well, I think it I hadn't realised until the Oscars, the director of Parasite directed the same, directed this yeah. film as well. Bong uh, Joon Ho. Yes, it's his first English language film, I believe. Yes, uh, such a good film. I remember watching it randomly years ago, just because Chris Evans was in it, and obviously he just come to fame with Captain America, so I thought I'd give it a go. And that was really good. Um, another one, which is a TV series, which is definitely on Prime, which we've talked about a lot in the group. There we go. So, yep, Captain America. There we go. <laughs> uh, we've talked a lot in the, in the group. It's the Jack Ryan series is on Amazon Prime. Both of them. First series more right, is course. really good. But Jack Ryan, if you've not watched it, it's a Tom Clancy adaptation. Uh, adaptation. It's got, um, oh, John, what's his surname? Krasinski. Krasinski, that's it. John Krasinski plays like a, uh, he plays like almost like an intelligence finance guy in the FBI, and he kind of tra- he's he's there tracking accounts of potential terrorist movements, and he gets um, lured into basically being a man on the ground and tracking this kind of terrorist cell that's going on um, at the moment and trying to find great who um, who's responsible then to stop an attack on America. But the first series especially is really good. Um, and I'm a big fan of Old John as well, especially uh, the one film I didn't put. The only the one film that just just slightly missed the cotton serious, uh, which I watched recently, was uh, Quiet Place, which he directs as well, which is such a good and film. And stars with his wife. And you know, I heard so many good things about it until I watched it. I didn't realise the magnitude of how good that film is, and I'm looking forward to when two is eventually released in cinemas. And watching yeah. that, so as a caveat, Quiet Place, but uh, Snowpiercer and Jack Ryan series. Yeah, I mean, uh, Quiet Place is actually on my list. I was going to jump in with that one next. It's excellent, isn't it? It's such a good film, <laughs> and I just love the way they introduce the the. the oh, how do I say it without spoiling? The the instrument of issue. 
They introduce yeah. it early and they keep coming back and just teasing you with it until it finally comes into play. It's it's superb. For I think that's his first time directing, if I remember correctly. I think so, yeah. And to have directed something like that is just amazing. Uh, the two other films I had on my recommendation list, though, 12 Years a Slave, that one, that really left an impression on me. That's such a, a moving film. That's about a, a, black, a free black man who lived in New York who was kidnapped and sold into slavery, uh, obviously for 12 years, as, as the name goes. Um, it's a very moving and a very tough film to watch, but I, I think it's well worth the effort to get through it. That's available on Netflix currently. Uh, and the other film I was going to recommend is Black Klansman, which is on TV and Sky Go. And that, again, just, it's brilliant. And at the end, you sort of feel a little bit bereft at the state of the world at the end of it, but it, it's excellent. And that's basically, it's got Denzel Washington's son, whose name I always forget, uh, David John Washington, is it, I think? But he's in Ballers, um, isn't he, as well? Yeah, he's in Ballers. Um, and he plays the eponymous black clansman so he calls up the head of the kkk he's a police officer he calls them up to try and get in there which he does but then obviously he can't go to the clans meeting so he has to send adam driver in his place and it's all about how they infiltrate and try and bring down the clan it's a brilliant film so for people who obviously because we've got some of the, the videos on skype at the minute as Stu Stu andy was talking about that film Stu turns behind to find another figure to show, and I'm thinking, what figure is he going to show here? <laughs> he hasn't got a KKK figure, is he? And for some reason, then he shows Kylo Ren. I don't know what you're trying to Adam say Driver. there, Stu. Adam Driver. Oh, Adam Driver, I was going to say. I was yeah. watching Stu going, he's not got a KKK <laughs> figure. Surely no. not. And let's go with the non-scripted films. Um, so this will be anything like looking at documentaries, quiz shows interview shows, anything like that, really. Just something where there isn't someone pulling the strings, basically. Stu, do you want to kick us off on this one, mate? Oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> I mean, you know exactly what I'm going to say, but before I say that, um, Supersonic is on Netflix, the Oasis documentary about the early years of Oasis and the uh, legendary Nebworth concert that's in 94. It's a really, really well-done documentary as well. I think it's a bit off. Superb, but no. The best show for times like this when you need something to laugh at, Queer Eye more than a makeover. And I know what you're going to say. You're going to look at me and you think, well, why? But it's five gay guys. <laughs> five gay guys. And the, the old show that used to be on Bravo over here, um, it was Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. That was what it was called. Not anymore. It's more, more than a makeover now. So they do. It's a makeover show, basically. That's all it is. Where it's with five gay guys. So you got one doing fashion, lifestyle, cooking, um, and hair, and makeup, and a couple of others. Um, but it's just a really, really good, feel-good show. Because every you, you, it's it's mid-America, so you know the kind of people that they're going to have on there. Mm-hmm. And by the end of the week, they spend a week with them making them over and doing the house up and everything, and changing who they are inside and out, and all the all the usual stuff. Um, but it's just it's just a really heartwarming show, and they got the spin-off made in Japan, which is another five, four or five episodes, I think. You got it's all on Netflix. It's Netflix exclusive. Um, okay. But yeah, it's really, really excellent. You've been like sat on that all week, haven't you? Oh yeah. <laughs> I've been sat on that for three years. It's superb. 
Okay. Right. Dave, what are you recommending? <laughs> uh, so the, the key one I'm going to recommend, it's on Netflix. It's Jim and Andy, The Great Beyond. So this is the documentary on the making of uh, Man on the Moon film. I never heard about this at all. I just saw a trailer on it on Netflix once. And it's got Jim. It's basically about uh, Jim Carrey, who plays uh, Andy Kaufman's character, who, again, I feel bad saying, yet I never heard of Andy Kaufman before this as well. Um, and it's a documentary about the making of that film and how Jim Carrey, from day one, throughout all making it, stayed in character, on set, off set. And I think he plays a couple of other characters in the in the docu- in the film, Man the Moon as well. Yeah. And when he plays those characters, he's in character completely. And it's just, it's there's interviews with Jim Carrey and the cast members, and it shows you backstage footage of Jim Carrey in these different characters. And it's mind-boggling, and it's absolutely amazing how deep Jim Carrey goes in these characters. And this is not to try and give a spoiler, but there is just one bit near the end when Jim Carrey, obviously still as Andy Kaufman, is interacting with Andy Kaufman's family, and it's just remarkable how his family react and how they basically feel like they're speaking to Andy again. And they talked, obviously, Jim Carrey a lot about what was going through his mind, how he stayed in character... And it's just remarkable how he just portrays this. And I think there's kind of hints afterwards about how perhaps this is why he went off the rails a bit for, for off Hollywood for years, um, why we didn't see him in films uh, for years after this. But I was just absolutely gobsmacked of how he stayed in character and how he committed to it completely, even when the camera stopped rolling, he was these characters. Um, so, yeah, that's on Netflix. Jim and Andy, The Great Beyond, go and watch that because it's, it's remarkable. Dave, quick one on that, mate. Is there? Sorry to interrupt, mate. Is because it's Andy Kaufman. Do they have anything about Jerry the King Lawler in there? Then yes, I forgot to mention that. So there is a scene. There is bits where they talk about that, but they don't interview Jerry the King Lawler. Annoyingly, from a wrestling point of view, but there are bits where they talk about how Jim Carrey's character really rubbed off Jim jim law the wrong way in filming he didn't understand from what i remember he didn't understand that jim carrey was still in character the whole time so jerry lorna would get really kind of confused about why they were filming scenes and then when they weren't filming scenes he still seemed to be andy kaufman Mm. there's this funny thing (laughs) how he didn't get it it would have been great to see jerry lawler's version of it in the documentary but you don't get to see that but yeah that that is explored as well I mean, Jim Carrey must have been an absolute arsehole to work with, if that's the kind of... Because I know that Tony Clifton's one of the characters who yes. he portrayed. Yes. And he was just a horrible, horrible character. So if that's what Jim Carrey's doing on, on stage with everybody, he must have been a nightmare to work yeah, with. You need to watch it and how far he goes and how people perceive yeah. him in it. It's, it's incredible. But it's more, for me, the commitment that Jim Carrey portrays to be these people, to go really deep, to make sure he doesn't break character throughout it. But yeah, watch that. Did you have to watch the film first? No, I'd never seen the film. That's the thing. I'd never, that's what I said before, I never heard of Andy Kaufman before it and I felt really bad. Never heard. You should see the film though. The the film is brilliant. But yeah, I think you could watch it. You probably better, it's probably one of those ones where you'd probably benefit from watching the film first and then watching this. But I don't think you'd need to watch the film to watch this beforehand. Okay. Okay. Matt, where are you going then with your recommendation? Well, this um, would fall under both 
kind of dark and serious and non-scripted really um it's a program on uh, netflix currently called tell tell me who i am um so basically i don't want to give anything away i mean you the second you start watching it, you'll know what's going to happen in it, but it's, it's not really about that. Um, two, two, two identical twins. Um, one has uh, an accident, a motorcycle accident, completely loses all memory um, completely and has to live his life. And all of his memories are told to him by his twin brother. So this person has to learn to walk again and, and you know, read and all those and has to learn everything. But he only knows anything about his past by what his uh, twin brother has told him. And then the story unravels. It's actually what his twin brother is hiding from him. And then there's the ethical arguments. Is he protecting him? Is he not? And I'll, I'll give my uh, recommendation before I go to, to Jordan. I've gone completely the way. I've gone something very light and airy. I've gone for a show called Taskmaster. It's available oh. on UK TV Play. Uh, it's Greg Davis and Alex Horn. Um, and each season, they get the same four or five guests on and they're on every week and they're given a different task to do and the, the show just builds up so there's maybe eight tasks per episode and then they have to whoever wins it then wins a gold statue of greg davis's head it's just <laughs> silliness basically some of the tasks will be um count the number of beans but they will hide beans in separate rooms or there might be one where you've got to build the best slide but they don't give you anything to do it with. You just have to make shit up as you go along and build something out of it. It's always done with, like I say, I think it's five comedians on each episode. Um, it's a great series. It's well worth a watch. Like I say, it's on UK TV Play. Check it out. I think there's about six seasons on there, and it's moving to Channel 4. They've bought the rights to it going forward. So, yeah, Taskmaster. Brilliant. Uh, Jordan? Mate, what's your non-scripted uh, recommendation? Um, so for me, can you hear me, guys? Is that any better? Perfect. Yeah, yeah fine. Yeah, now. brilliant. So for me, um, I've gone with a show that was released on Netflix two weeks ago. Um, so I've gone with Tiger King. <laughs> so for anyone that hasn't seen it, um, it's about a man in America called Joe Exotic. Um, who has a tiger exotic animal zoo? Um, pretty piss poor conditions of the zoo. Um, so you, you, you know, from looking at the, you know, the the uh, poster and on the outset, you think he's a bit of a scumbag and stuff. But actually, the documentary gets you feeling very sorry for him by the end of it. Um, explain well, what the plot is or what the story is. Basically, it's more of like a fly-on-the-wall documentary about, I say, this guy who um, has got his exotic zoo and it's just about his downfall um, and the stuff he gets wrapped up in. I mean, you would think it's a parody, the whole show, really. Um, But the the funny thing is, well, say funny, not so much real, but it actually is a real-life, real scenario. Um, yeah, I watched it. Binge watched it. Me and me and my partner Emma watched it in about two days, and we just couldn't believe what we were watching. But as soon as you watch the first episode, you just can't turn it off. Um, so I can't recommend it enough for anyone. Yeah, I I watched it in six hours on Saturday, from start to finish. <laughs> it's it's one of the most batshit mental things I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Jordan said the, the thing, she can't really say anything else because it's. 
that's the that's what you go into the the series thinking that it's about. But where it goes and what happens in it is just it's just off the scale mental. It's just it it, it was on my must see category as well. It's just okay. super. <laughs> All right, okay, brilliant. Um, let's jump on to the fun and funny category now. So obviously fun and funny sort of describes itself there, really. Something that either gets your adrenaline flowing or puts a, a grin on your face. Uh, Jordan, do you want to kick us off, mate, and uh, tell us what you find fun and funny? So I've gone for a series that I've been contemplating starting for the best part, best part of 10 years, probably. Um, and I know I've written the fancast group as well about, you know, what people's thoughts are before I started it, and that's the US office. So, again, a lot of people have probably already seen this, um, but for me, it's new, um, and it's just brilliant. The, the reason the reason why I put it off for so long is I just love the UK version that much, mm. and when you get the crossover series, you tend to find that, you know, when the Americans copy the British shows, the, the, humor, the humor doesn't really transpire and translate. Um, I think the first couple episodes are a bit... It's not, if you can get through the first couple episodes of them, because they are very... It is very similar to the UK version. I think that first season, um, as soon as it's season two onwards, it goes off on its own tangent. It's just fantastic. Um, Steve Carell, brilliant in it. You got John Krasinski, um, Ed Helms is in it. Oh, the, you know the, the amount of like people who play cameos in it as well. I just think it's so so good. Um, and yeah, I'll pretty much binge that now within about twelve thirteen days. I think from when I said I was going to start it. So yeah, again. Probably a lot of people have watched it um, that are listening, but yeah, I can recommend it enough. Yeah, I, I did exactly the same as you. I tried to watch it when it was first on. I hated the first season because it tried to be the English office and it just it isn't. But then once it becomes its own beast, it's so much better. But that said, I think Michael Schur, uh, actually all of the things he's been involved with have been excellent. So you've got the US office, The Good Place, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Parks and Rec. They're just yeah. four smash hit comedies there, and all from the mind of one man, really. It's it's excellent. Really impressive. Yeah, Brooklyn Nine-Nine was another one on my list as well. Yeah, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is brilliant. Um, my recommendation is going to be a film off Prime, and it's called Booksmart. Um, I don't think it got the love that it really deserved, to be honest. It's a, a relatively low-key film about two teenage girls who want to go on one mad night before they graduate. And when you think of it being about girls, normally these films tend to be pigeonholed as romantic comedies. And this is not what this is at all. It's not quite gross out, but there are some gross out things. And it's just about this bond between two girls who are just about to leave for their different lives. And it's such a lovely film about friendship. And it's just hilarious as well. So yeah, book smart, check that out. I, totally recommend that on prime uh matt what, what are you going to recommend um so one one series that i'm re I, I rewatch over and over and over again is toasts of london um i've the audi the audible audio book is really really good matt berry i i think you've got to like matt berry to enjoy it because it is very it's very matt berry it's very his character is what you hear in in uh, the it crowd and what you hear on like these adverts he's on at the moment but it's just um a story of a fledgling actor uh, bumbling his way through his career. He does voiceovers and their little skits that are usually at the start of the episodes are really funny. It's just, um, 
he just gets into all of the well, it's just a typical sitcom he gets into all of these scenarios where he has to try and get out of them but he's just got this doesn't give a shit attitude to life as well um it's just really really funny i, I don't want to give too much away and i don't want to say kind of what humor is you just need to watch it and, and, and appreciate it and one other thing i think people should watch um if you've ever seen any of the um stand-up routine of tom stayed um so he is in a I, he's i think i think he's canadian you might he be american is, yeah. he's, um and he lived in wolverhampton um for for many many years and he has one skit from live at the apollo which you can see on youtube where he talks about the bilston uh meat van um and it is so funny it's i can't i don't it's it's one of those things like if you've ever been to bilston or you've been to a car boot sale and they've had a meat van or you've been to bescott market or something like that and they're just talking about and how an american sees it so one of one of the punchlines is around the term of the use um, I've got I've got a big bag of faggots. Now to him, <laughs> that's just he's like he, that that blew his mind, um, and it's just like the Americans' view of it. It's just hilarious. But yeah, go check that out on YouTube. Tom Stave live at the Apollo Meat Van. Brilliant. I mean, just to go on a little bit further from other stand-ups, another one I had on my list was the two Dave Chappelle shows on Netflix. I love Dave Chappelle. It's that simple. He's awesome. Uh, Dave, what's your fun and funny recommendation? Uh, so, I've got, I've got two or three. I'll try and whisk okay. through them. So, the first, so all on Netflix. Uh, firstly, oh, and what's that? Oh, it's my monitor going off here. Ignore me. That's my uh, daughter's monitor. Uh, right. Firstly, Master of None, which is on Netflix, which is uh, Aziz yep. Ansaru. It's a guy from Parks and Rex. If you've, if you've seen him there, that's really good. Really well done. It's just basically oh, slightly like a sitcom. About a single guy in New York, about love, friends, and work. It's really well made. It's got that slight. He, he kind of slightly plays his character in Parks in it. He's basically playing a version of himself, but that's really good. Um, another one, which again, I just saw it on Netflix, thought I'd give it a go, which was on BBC a while ago called Josh. And it's basically Josh Widdicombe's yeah. t- uh, sitcom. It's got Josh Widdicombe, Ellis James. Which you can hear him now on the Edison John Robbins show on Five Live, um, and there's a, Such a good uh, podcast. yeah, and there's also Betty Edmondson as well. There's also Jack D as well, who basically plays a complete opposite version of the Jack D that we all know. He's like this quite kind of uplifting, positive character, and it's just basically these three flatmates in London and all the usual sitcom things that happen throughout that. And Jack D plays the landlord of the three of them. But yeah, it's really good. Um, and the final one is Final Space, which is a kind of a sci-fi animation, and it's basically trying to be like Futurama. It's kind of got a mixture between uh, Futurama and um, oh, the name escapes me now. Oh, you all know the one I mean. Rick and Morty. By Rick any and chance? Morty. That's it. I don't know why that escapes me. It's kind of a mixture between <laughs> the two of them, and it's just a series about a guy who initially is in prison on a spaceship. Um, and he gets set freed, and it's like kind of cosmic adventures he goes on, which really, really good humour. And I think there's there's two series of that now. Uh, so yeah, Master and Non, Final Space, and Josh, all on Netflix. Recommend those for fun. Yeah, because I was recently heard a podcast with um, Betty Edmondson on there. I hadn't realised that she's the daughter of Rick, uh, not Rick, sorry, Aid Edmondson, yeah, yeah. and uh, and Jennifer Saunders, who 
turns up in one episode playing her mom yes. in that as well. <laughs> yeah. So I, it was really good. I really enjoyed Josh. I thought that was a decent show. Uh, my big recommendation was going to be Curb Your Enthusiasm, which is currently available on SkyGo, all 10 seasons. Uh, it's a basically the life and trials of um, Larry David, who created Seinfeld. Um, there's not much to tell you about it other than it's just a grumpy old man who lives his life and gets into as much bother as possible. It's wonderful. Stu, do you want to finish off the fun and funny category for us? Um, there's only one, really. The Disaster Artist. <laughs> Excellent choice. <laughs> Unprimed. Um, it's, it's, it's an easy two-parter, so I think you really... Saying that, I don't know, because I have seen people who... It's basically based on uh, the world's worst film of all time called The Room made by this lunatic uh, who no one knows where he's from. Eastern Europe, probably. Tommy Wiseau. He's American. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> American born and bred. Yeah. Um, and in the film, The Disaster Artist is played by James Franco. And it's just, it's basically how him and his, fr- his friend, who friend who he buys, basically, um, the struggling artist, and make this, what they think is the best film, he thinks, is the best film of all time. Yet, everyone who's on there, it's just a complete shit show. Everything all goes wrong. Um, it's really hard to explain what the room is, let alone the disaster. The disaster artist is just a making of the worst film of all time. Yet, it's one of the funniest. Both of them are. Yeah, I, I wholeheartedly recommend both of those films. The Room first, and then The Disaster Artist. Yeah. You bill. will never see anything like The Room. It is incredible. <laughs> And not in the good sense of that word. But yeah, love it. Excellent. Right, so let's round it off then with must-see. Something that you think that you possibly hasn't fit into another category, but you think deserves a bit of notification. Uh, Matt, do you want to give us a, a couple of must-see recommendations? So Tiger King was on my list. So I'll just say, um, make sure you check out the Louis Theroux documentary. Um, which was from 2011, I think, which is on Netflix, um, which covers Joe Exotic and a couple of other people that are on that Tiger King um, series. So that's a really good watch because it's it's so funny how Louis Theroux portrays him as compared to how Tiger King portrays him. It's very, very different. Um, And then Uncut Gems was um, my pick for must-see. So... um, Adam Sandler in a role... Now, I haven't seen a lot of Adam Sandler's work. To be honest, I find him pretty excruciating to watch normally. Um, apart from Waterboy, maybe Happy Gilmore, I'm, I'm not really into his work that, that much. But in um, in uh, Uncut Gems, he is fantastic. The whole film, the premise is, is um, it's basically trying to sell uh, a really rare gem and th- there's mob implement... Uh, there's mob mafia kind of... Uh, in- people going on and after him and that but the whole film my anxiety levels for the whole thing were through the roof because it's just <laughs> really kind of tense he's so tense throughout and it, it was a really like uh edge of the seat watch and a really really great performance so yeah uncut gems if you want to watch something really different from adam sandler yeah that's an excellent film that is and the guys who directed that the safety brothers they also did a film called good time which is also mm. available on netflix and that's another one where as you say anxiety is just through the roof in it it's brilliant just a great film uh, jordan what's your uh, couple of must-see films or, or tv series for you so 
I've gone with um, TV series to start with and then a couple of films. So okay. for me, um, in terms of TV series, the best ever series I've ever seen, I think, on TV is True Detective Season 1. Season 1. Um, not so much the, the, you know, number two and three, although they're still very watchable. Um, season one is just the most gripping 10 hours of your life. Um, it's about two cops in, I think it was in the six, six, well, maybe seventies actually. Um, and it brings them around to sort of present day in inverted commas when they're actually interviewing them. Um, so it's Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson play the leads. It's about, um, a murderer who was murdering women and then leaving like tribal signs and quite dark in a way. Um, and it's all about how they didn't or they couldn't complete the case back in the seventies. Um, but then they get back together in later life to try and crack the case in modern day time as when it was being filmed. Um, so as a, you know, as a, you know, True Detective as a as a collective is fantastic, um, but you don't they don't follow each other. It's always a new story. So True Detective season one for me is just the best mm. ten episode series yeah. I've ever watched. Yeah, excellent. Um, film wise, I've gone for two. Um, Shutter Island being one. Um, I think it's arguably my favourite film of all time. Um, first time I watched it, I just thought it was fantastic. You know, it's got Leonardo DiCaprio in it. Um, it's about Leonardo DiCaprio's character who's in a essentially like a, a nut asylum. Um, and he was an old police officer, or at least, you know, that's what he thinks. Um, and it's just all about how it unravels, how about his family got killed. And it's really flips on its head. Um, I don't want to really give away too much about that. But for me, it's a fantastic film and must watch. Um, to add to that, a film that I think is fantastic, but possibly hasn't been seen by many, although it's got good ratings on IMDb, is End of Watch. So, End Jake of Watch. Jake Gyllenhaal, is that right? Yeah, that's the one, yeah. So, Jake yeah. Gyllenhaal and um, Michael Penner. Um, so, it's about two Los Angeles cops um, are going about their day-to-day um, job. Um, the f- cool thing about it is it's all filmed on handheld recorders and cameras, um, and it's all about, basically, them trying to bring down a drug coil. And I know I keep saying a lot of my programs about drug cartels. Uh, you can tell what I like to watch, um, but no, it's about how they, you know how, how they look to tackle drug crime in Los Angeles, um, and it just follows the story um, through you know from you know starting out to try and crack down on a drug gang to the finish of it all. And again, it's probably not got the major plaudits it probably deserves, although on IMDb it's very well recognised, um, seven point seven. So. Yeah, I've gone sort of a bit left field with that one, but I would recommend it to anyone who likes police or, you know, crime films as well. Yeah, that is a good film, yeah. I'd uh, echo those sentiments. Uh, Stu, do you want to throw a couple at us? Well, he stole True Detective Season 1 from me. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll say True Detective Season 3, because the second one, I absolutely hated it. I tried to watch it three times. Mm. Um, yeah, the third series, just for the... Say the story. Say anything about the story. It's a similar kind of vibe, but it's, it's just really, really well written. Um, the old age effect, which is all practical, is absolutely superb. And I thought it was different actors playing the younger and older for the guy who I never remember his name of. You, you know, of the lead. It's my yeah, yeah, yeah. Ali, isn't it? Yeah, Myshaw that's the one. Ali. 
Yeah. yeah. Every single time. Oh, you can say that five minutes later, and I'll still forget it. Um, <laughs> the other one um, was Fire on Netflix. For just <laughs> sheer, again, just sheer insanity. Um, ja Rule and is it Kevin something? Uh, a so-called millionaire who make, take these influence, inf- <laughs> Instagram influencers to an island for the biggest party on earth. And for it just to be a bag of lies and a total shit show. <laughs> no, fire could have been the start of a brilliant horror movie if they then started to kill them all off. Yeah. But it, it's even more bizarre than that, isn't it? It's a great yeah. documentary, that is, actually. F-Y-R-E, not the other way. Um, yeah. But yeah, Fire on Netflix. Another one of the, them documentary things, it, it, that's just a, a single standalone thing on its own, about air and half. You just watch it and you just... Mouth aghast yeah. at what's happening from start <laughs> to finish. Uh, and Dave, what's your recommendations then? What, what must we see? Uh, okay, so a couple of TV series from me, really. Uh, first one on Netflix, which is called Atypical. So it's kind of a sitcom drama that centres around uh, kind of a 16, 17-year-old boy who's got autism. But I think he's on the what they class in the in the series as the the one one level of the spectrum of autism, um, and it's basically about him and how he lives his life. But it's also all centered around the the family and all the different trials and tribulations they have as a family um, and their own personal demons and the first that's going in their life. But it's a really clever way of it displaying how he sees his world through autism. And how he explains things through um, mainly through penguins, really. Uh, but it's a really interesting way how they explain how how people with autism see the world um, and how they have their coping mechanisms. It's really, really well done, really well made series. Um, and the other one, which is on Amazon Prime, which is uh, called uh, Marvelous Miss, Mrs. Maisel, um, which is again really surprising series. One of those things I just thought I'd just just give this a watch. And it's set in the 1950s, and it's basically around this um, uh, a, a housewife called Mrs. Maisel, who is basically married, two kids, uh, perfect life, quite affluent, um, and her husband wants to be a stand-up comic, and she kind of accidentally does a stand-up performance and realises that this is what she wants to do. But obviously in society, a female comic is is nothing, you know, that's not it's not the thing to be done. So it's basically about how she pursues to become a female comic in 1950s America and how, although it starts to become quite successful for her, her life starts to unravel because of what she's trying to pursue. And it's really quick-writ... Some of the scenes that are done in one takes, you feel like you're watching a play. It's done all fantastically in one scene. And just the humour and the dialogue is really sharp and quick. It's really, really, really impressive. That's on its third series now. Um, and some of the scenery and some of the setup they've got for it is fantastic. Yeah, so highly recommend that that's on, a, that's on Amazon Prime. Mm. Yeah, I know you've mentioned that one before, and it, uh, it does sound like it'd be very much my cup of tea, that one. I think I'll finally get around to that now we're in lockdown and I've got no, <laughs> yeah. no choice but to. <laughs> it's one of those things where when you start watching it, you're thinking, I know what to expect here, and then mm. you don't. And it, uh, there's some bits that really surprise you. But yeah, really, marvellous uh, Mrs. Maisel, really recommend that. Okay, brilliant. Uh, my must-see recommendations, I'm going to do what Jordan did and give you a TV series and a couple of films. Um, the first TV series, it's 
been bumped up because it was due out later this year. It's um, Killing Eve. It's a BBC one, so it's on the iPlayer. Seasons one and two are now available, and season three is going to be in soon. Uh, it's basically a cat and mouse game between a psychopathic hit woman um, and a policewoman who is trying to catch her, and they sort of fall in love with each other, but not quite. It's it's very unusual, but Sandra O's in it, and that was the only reason I watched it initially. But Jodie Comer, who plays the the killer in it, um, she's just so watchable that everything she does is fantastic, and it's it's very dark comic in parts as well love it excellent show give that one a go uh, my next recommendation it's a film that is on netflix it's the irishman uh, martin scorsese what more needs to be said martin scorsese film it's brilliant yes it's three hours long but let's be honest what else have you got to do right now <laughs> <laughs> and finally um it wouldn't be a film cast episode if i didn't mention Shaun of the dead um, the Cornetto trilogy is currently available on Now TV and Sky Go. Watch them, love them. Tell me how much you love them once you've seen them. I think that's all we need to say to end on that one. Um, so just to wrap things up, um, we hope we've given you something that you, you might actually want to watch. If you've got any recommendations for us, please drop us a tweet at WWFC Fancast. Whilst you're there, make sure you give us a follow for all you, the usual fun and nonsense, and plus all of the daily quizzes that Little Danny's pumping out at the moment. They're very good and very difficult sometimes. It's uh, it's great fun, though. Um, if you're struggling with isolation at the moment, please know you're not alone. It's a difficult time for everybody. This is the perfect time to use social media for what it's for and to just be social. If anyone needs to chat, just drop any of us a message. We're always happy to converse about anything pretty much. Alternatively, I'd recommend following NHS UK. Um, they've got a lot of stuff on there at the moment where they're discussing how to get the most out of a difficult situation, even how to do a workout on your sofa. You know, just just have a look. There's, there's plenty out there to keep you going. Obviously, we'll be back soon. We've got bits and bobs in the pipeline. Um, so we'll let you know, Asim, when they'll, they'll be coming out. So just watch this space. So for the football film cast, wash your hands and it's goodbye from Dave. Bye. It's goodbye from Jordan. Ciao. It's goodbye from Stu. Watch Joe Wicks 9am every day, The Body Coach on YouTube. And it's goodbye from Matt. Take it easy, guys. And it's goodbye from me. See you all soon. what renting furniture with feather looks like pieces that fit your style and your space and cost less than your monthly phone bill oh and did we mention delivery and assembly included feather start renting at livefeather.com 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.